today. I'm here to give you the assurance that I have not forgotten you. If we want to see the new evangelization become more than just jargon, if we want to see it grow legs and gain traction and change the world, we have got to take seriously our responsibilities as husbands and fathers and especially as sons of God. I want to propose to you then that something that our world is desperately in need of in the midst of this crisis is Catholic Christian masculinity. If you want to be a good father, then bring your children to confession with you. I can't get there unless I become a man of ascesis, a man of asceticism, a man of training. A man not doing penance, a man not disciplined. He's not a man. You guys have upped your game. You know what, guys? I gotta say, I, I love this the concept of man show. Warning. The Catholic Man Show is about to begin. Solvated the Catholic Man Show. We're on the Lord's team, the winning side. So raise your glass. Adam and Ann here sitting with David Niles. One here I am. Juan on the buttons. Actually, we already said this in the second segment. We already let people know that Juan was on the buttons and Jim was here. But they're both here even in the first segment. And just, I know we clarified this like last episode, but when we say that he's on the buttons, this is a figure of speech. And we do not literally mean that he is on um, top of the buttons. Correct. Okay. That's not how he operates no. the buttons. No. That's accurate. Okay, Dave. Be impressive, though, wouldn't it? <laughs> He's dancing. And up Juan there, like, shifts his weight to the left, like like Tom Hanks and Fish. Yes, or big, or big, big. big I was gonna say not fish. fish, big fish. I don't want that. Sorry. You mean big fish? That was a cool movie. Man, if you're I, into that genre, I have been uh, a little bit spotty this evening with the lack of sleep, so I apologize. Anyway, welcome to the Catholic Man Show. Morning. This is the Catholic Man Show. We're uh, drinking a little bit of moss burn this evening. This is one that I'd never heard of before. I'd Me never even either. seen it before. I wish I had heard of it. Sooner. Moss burn. It's a single malt Scotch whiskey vintage cask. Uh, it is number fourteen. Number fourteen distilled in two thousand nine. Uh, Forty six ABV. There is very uh, limited number that are always uh, produced, and so each. Why it says number fourteen, like it's because this like is which cask it came from yeah, or something. This is well, this is the only one that like once they do this one, it's not gonna taste the same the next go around. Yeah, so I think I was reading it like or you were reading it that yeah, they pull from that cask and all of them that well, from some, or like from that, casks, from that but, series of casks or something, right. that's number fourteen and this, or fifteen. This is aged in uh, uh, this is aged nine years in oak cask barrels. And so uh I thought, hey, this is one I'd never heard of I had not even heard of before. This is one worthy of trying on the show. Totally. Because typically at this point, almost five years in, uh, I've heard of most scotches. Not at least tried heard, at least heard of it. Not tried them all, but at least heard of them. Seen it at the liquor stores. Mossburn is the one that we're trying tonight, so we're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. Cheers to Jesus. Cheers. It has a very light color. 
Um, I don't know if it has anything to do it's, with the nine it's years. Lighter than Ardbeg. Yes, absolutely. I mean, that is a very pale, pale color. Yes, I agree. I don't know if it has anything to do with like only being aged nine years because there's a lot. I, I, I'm not. I don't know I'm because you know, like a a lot of whiskeys are aged ten years, and that tenth sure. year is not going to take it from this color to the dark amber color that it's you also typically a highland. see. So it's a Highland. We didn't yeah, say I mean, that. I mean, so I, I'm not. I know that the oak obviously plays a huge role in the color. Um, Product of Scotland, is that what you wanted me to say? Oh, uh, yeah, it's without any coloring or chill, fi or chill fi filtration. That Okay, that's a good without point. Without any coloring, uh, though. Is, a, is, lot, is, a lot of scotch, uh, I don't know about scotch, but a lot of whiskey, especially low-end whiskey, they add coloring to their whiskey. Yeah. Scotch but anyway, not. yeah, it, that is just one notable thing about it. Uh, I don't think it's a good or a bad thing, the the color, but it is very pale. So the uh, distillery, uh, Brockla, is founded in 1817. The distil distillery is Brockla. Brockla. Not Mossburn. Right, correct. Okay. That's what I said. Yeah, I was just clear. I just wanted to make sure I was understanding you. Okay, okay. Uh, yeah, so it is, uh, it gives a, a bunch of weird... Uh, notes that don't really matter, but this spirit is aged in smaller bourbon barrels for nine years, mellowing the fresh, fruit, fruity original spirit to give dried fruit oaky spice on a nose, with the palate adding the distillery's trademark vanilla baked apple and caramel malt. Is what it says. What are your thoughts? I really, really like it. Um, it's a Highland, mm -hmm. um, and I like it a lot more than most Highlands that we try. Uh, it's got the like smoky kind of salt. It, it, I thought it was uh, an Isla at first, just because it's kind of got salty, you know, a little bit to it, uh, which you typically get. Like the salt, the, clo the salt, salt caramel comes through. Right, the closer you get to the sea, which the Highlands are not close to the sea. So, um, I really, really like it. You said it was about fifty-five dollars. Yeah, you know, give or take. Um, so I think, I think for that for that price point it's it's a, a fair i think it's fairly priced i agree i agree yeah Mo moss burn single malt scotch whiskey i dig it so uh dave there's uh, new listeners we, we drink on the show why uh we drink on the show because it's awesome uh not just to drink on the show but having a good glass of scotch is just a great thing to do um when you do it in moderation when you do it uh exercising the virtue of temperance. Um, we drink because God made the things of this earth good, and those things should be enjoyed for their goodness. Mm -hmm. um, and so um, that's that's what we do. I mean, we want to promote, promote virtue yep. on the show. and Promote moderation. Temperance is a big one. Yes. In, uh, in the land of America, we're just modern, the modern world where you can, in most places, get as much of anything that you want, you know, especially when it comes to the appetites. Mm-hmm. Um, Virtue of temperance is important, hard to exercise sometimes. I think that temperance is one of the first ones to like, like it's the initial steps into growing in the spiritual life. It's also, I think, like if you're going to fall out of the spiritual life, it, it's, the, it's, it's probably going to be temperance to, yeah, as well. Yeah. It's easy to, yeah. You're but you off have the to wagon. be able to control your appetites uh, to continue growing in the spiritual life. Mm -hmm. uh, one, one, Absolutely, yeah. One wanted us to give a shout out. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Bob from Miami. So, after 
That is the shout out. Giving a shout out to Bob from Miami. We're Wait, ta- I want to tell about the dessert I had today. Okay. Is this a good time or do you want me to wait? I can wait. No, go ahead. Please, regard me. Today is Divine Mercy Sunday, which is a big deal. Also St. Gemma's Feast Day. And St. Gemma, which she is awesome, but not as awesome as Divine Mercy. No, no, no. Every man. Yeah, I mean, like, like, stri- like, Divine Mercy. Desires Divine Mercy. Like, every feast day ultimately is about Divine Mercy. It will, it, like, it eventually, it points to, it's oriented towards Divine Mercy. So today for dessert... I uh, went over to my brother-in-law's house, had a great dinner, and then we made Divine Mercy Sundays. <laughs> Get nice. it? Yeah, they were blue, red, with a cherry on top for the heart nice. of Jesus. It was so what awesome. What was the blue? M&M's. So blue M&M's on one side? Yeah, something like red that. Red M&M's on the other? Yeah. Okay. I didn't know if you had like cherry syrup oh, and there was or strawberries. strawberry syrup. There were strawberries or... in there too. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nice. And it's just like delicious whipped cream, always. Yeah, on Sundays. I think that's an essential. I think ingredient. if you it's like if you don't have whipped cream, is it a Sunday? I don't think so. Don't it think doesn't so. matter what day you eat it on. Right. It's not a Sunday if you don't have whipped cream. Yeah. So anyway, Divine Mercy Sundays in that. I love how living so liturgically cute. like uh, means. Yeah, I I've said this from the beginning. Okay. Go ahead. And I think that now you are agreeing with me. Now that you disagreed in the beginning, but. Living liturgically is all about eating more cake. That's <laughs> what it's about, baby. Oh yeah, bring it on. Solemnity of Mary. Boom. Blue birthday. Uh, blue cake. Yes. Uh, right, we're having blue cake today, yeah, <laughs> and yeah. tomorrow we're having cake with red icing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's the feast day of uh, Saint Michael the Archangel. Angel food cake. Boom. Boom. <laughs> like there's just like every every feast day you could. It's just like reasons to party. Just have a, yeah, have a feast, have a kid. Like, yeah, like, have a beer, have a, I mean, whatever. Yeah. You know, the flip side to that is that there's also a lot of days of, like, regular penance and fasting. But That's why it's important. Yeah, but... Which we had a great uh, episode on last week talking about this. Yes, we did. Uh, so this week, we though... We talked about it, and we, we broached it. Yes. Uh, this week, though, we're talking about St. Joseph. Yes. And, like, a... a it's not just about St. Joseph, but it's a, like how to live like St. Joseph, so to speak. Mm-hmm. We've got Devin Shad coming on. Uh, he put together a really fantastic program. It's a consecration to St. Joseph. Um, if you have not, if you're not familiar with it, you definitely need to listen. And I got to tell you, man, I was hesitant to when I first I received was too. this. I was I too. Was hesitant My initial about reaction it. was like, no. Uh, like, I already, did, I already we, got this, and we already did it uh, with. Father, I'm gonna let you do it. Uh, it's not Wilson because that's a, like a totally different brand. Yeah, that's a volleyball. Well, they make sports. They make sports. You can get Wilson golf ball. Castaway. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, they do make volleyballs. That's for sure. I mean, everybody it's Callaway. knows Callaway. Callaway. It's Father Father Donald yeah, Callaway. See, Callaway. Okay, you Maybe messed up I, his name, and I, but I messed. Up, I always mess up. I Father messed Callaway. up Devin's name. All through this episode, which you guys will. I need a different love. memory device to remember Father Callaway's name. Yes. Anyway, I was also anti it, but no, no, this is a great. This is a great thing. And you and I are going to do it. Yes, we're going to do it. We're, we're going to do it together, and we're going to do it with our patrons. Go to Patreon.com/slash/TheCatholicManShow. Also, check out our shop. All of our uh, whiskey glasses, beer glasses, hats, hats shirts. shirts. 
Jim is itching flip to flops send, to send me something. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. We'll be right back. This segment of the Catholic Man Show is brought to you by the Catholic Woodworker. Go to thecatholicwoodworker.com for heirloom quality home altars, crucifixes, and rosaries. It's also the only place where you can get the official rosary of the Catholic Man Show. Type in promo code TCMS for 10% off all purchases. TCMS for the Catholic Man Show. CatholicWoodworker.com. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles. Here with Adam Minahan. We've got Juan Posada on the buttons. Jim Spencer guarding the door. Like always, old faithful. Not that you're old, Jim. That's we're not, not we're what not I'm saying. You old. I did. That's not what I mean. I just mean that you're faithful. Like old faithful. Like old faithful. We are joined, as promised, by Mr. Devin Shad. Uh, Devin, thank you for being here. Hey, yeah, it's a great uh, honor to be with you guys tonight. Very, very excited to talk to you about St. Joseph. St. Joseph. Uh, we, did, you, we didn't tell you this. We uh, dedicated our show several months ago. Was it right before or right after the, the year of St. Joseph was announced? It was before. It was in October. It was right before. It was in October. And so, like, we were just so jacked when they announced the year of St. Joseph. Uh, <laughs> we dedicated our show. Because we had just made our show, like, dedicated to him. Um so, first of all, just so our, our listeners know, tell us just a little bit about yourself and what, what, what you got going on. Yeah, so I am uh, the executive director, co-founder of the Fathers of St. Joseph. And so we're an apostolate that labors for the renewal, restoration, redemption of fatherhood by really following the timeless example and the ageless wisdom of St. Joseph by living and proclaiming his spirituality, which we've got a lot on that so but that's the idea we're trying to just get as many men as possible to really embrace and live saint joseph's way of life and he does have a way of life and it's really powerful if men live it yeah so you you have this you have this uh program that you've, you've put together and we'll talk about this in a second but like we've talked about dave you and i have talked about uh, being a clear creek abbey there's the monastery the benedictine, benedictine monastery here close to us here in tulsa and there's so many saints that are Benedictines. There's so many uh, Dominican Benedictines. There's so many monks. There's so many holy priests. A lot of Benedictines. Lot, yeah. yeah, that are that are saints, and they're all, you know, they all have this structure. They all all have this order about them, right? You, you like go, you you go there, you see them, and you realize th these people. They they wake up. They have they have structure. They have order. They have tranquility. They have this peace about them because. Right. All, they have order about them, but there's a freedom, not. A freedom. They, they have a freedom because they have uh, obligations. They have duties, yet so they have yeah. this freedom. It's just crazy. obligations free you from temptation. Yeah, so there's this. It's this crazy paradox. But like, but there's not a lot of fathers out there that have been uh, canonized for the sake of their ordered structure of their domestic church of their priesthood uh, of the domestic church, right? And and it's hard to develop this. Uh, structure this order as a debt as a father as a husband as a father uh, living in a business world living you know trying to uh, obtain your the virtue of baptism of you know uh, you know proclaiming the gospel and making disciples and baptizing everybody you know trying to get everybody baptizing into heaven uh, it, but there's it's a hard time it's a hard thing to have a structure and an order in this crazy chaotic world and when I opened this uh, 
thing that you have going on, and I, I looked at it, and I saw the stages, and I saw this structure, I saw this order, I realized, okay, Devin gets it. Like this is a this is a structure totally. that we need as men to have order in our lives, to stay focused on sanctity, on in, their, in our pursuit of holiness, and so. I just want to like start off by saying thank you for that, and I, maybe that's not even <laughs> well done. And well maybe, done, maybe that's sir. not even what you were going for, but that was my initial thoughts. It's like that is not well, a question. Okay. I just wanted to say that. Well, it, was, was that what? It, did that have anything? Did that? Did you have any like? Was that like a, a thought, or was that just something that afterwards you realized that this was something that was needed? Oh yeah. So the basis. I mean, all this, the postulate, whether it's Custos, whatever it is. It was born completely out of my desire to be a saint. Okay, and so basically how this all started was out of a trial in my life, and I ended up writing a book to myself that a friend actually shared the manuscript of the publicist without me knowing, shared that with the publicist, shared it with Ignatius Press without me knowing. Ignatius Press called me, and Joseph Sway was published and became a bestseller. But Joseph Sway was written to me, so it was very uh, pend- uh, I don't know. It's just it was very deep theologically at times, a little repetitive, and so guys were like, "Give me something more simple." But the idea here is this: basically, what I really struggled with is that you look at the Carthusians and the Franciscans, the Dominicans, all these people, like you're saying, have a way of life. They have an order, and like you said, order is what frees us from chaos because chaos is alarming. Chaos is violent. Chaos is destructive. But when you have order, like when you look at creation, it's designed orderly. That way we can live in it. You know, uh, right. water doesn't. Yeah, you get you get it. But the idea here is that I really believe that the church over the last 2000 years has focused so well on giving celibates, priests, bishops, sisters, nuns an order, a way of life, a pattern for holiness. But yet the human father has been kind of lacking. Right. And so for me, in discovering who St. Joseph is, I discovered that, man, this guy, he's got a way of life. And really, it's based on one path, four pillars, seven practices, or seven principles, and 33 practices. And that's what's contained in Custos. So your one path is your vocation. That word vocation comes from the Latin word vox, which means voice. So it's in your vocation as a husband and father, you hear the vox, the voice of God. So if you try to glorify yourself or receive glory or achieve honor and prestige and prominence and any other path if you're a husband and father it's not going to be given because that's the path that god has marked out for you and so that is your road to sanctity that's where his vox his voice is going to speak to you it doesn't mean you're not going to have other things that complement your vocation like what you guys are doing right here you will in fact that's born a lot of times out of our vocation but it's from that vocation then we have the four pillars of embracing silence, embracing woman, embracing the child, embracing charitable authority. But in Kustos, what we do is we go through those seven principles of St. Joseph. And so we've got embrace silence, embrace secret hidden sacrifice, embrace your wife, embrace the child, build your domestic church, you know, live the liturgical life and work for God. So the idea here is that St. Joseph does have a pattern for holiness. We just need to bring it into this millennium. And so we need to identify what are the practices based on what he lived, what his seven principles were, and how does that apply to us in an everyday format, everyday way of life. And I've been doing this for decades now and leading other guys to do it. And one guy who's really big on another program, he has been doing this other program like six times over. 
and he did this and he said to me, you know what? There are programs out there about negation, but this is a positive way to live out my vocation forever and ever and ever. This is right. a spiritual blueprint for my life. So that's the idea behind it. Yeah. So um, this is what we're talking about today. This right here, your book. Is it Custos or Custos? Custos, yeah. Custos. Can you tell so me Latin what that means? Guardian. Gar yeah, Latin ah. for guardian. Custi yeah. Custodian. Yeah. Yeah, so, nice. so yeah, Custos Redemptoris, uh, that's uh, Guardian of the Redeemer. That's the apostolic letter that Pope John Paul II wrote about St. Joseph. So St. Joseph is this guardian of virgins. He's the guardian of the Blessed Mother. He's the guardian of the Christ child. You know, he's the guardian of the Trinity in the family. He's the guardian of the domestic church. So that's what we're all called to be. So this is our man gear today, this mm -hmm. the Custos. Mm -hmm. And Adam and I are taking a Latin class, so I'm sure that we knew that that's what that meant. <laughs> Yeah, I'm almost sure of it. Yeah, I'll have to. I'll have to check later. But, uh, um, and if you go uh, to the to the website, Fathers of Saint Joseph, Juan, can you put yeah. the website? Fathers of Saint Joseph Fathers of Saint Joseph dot org. Promo code TCMS twenty one for Catholic Man Show twenty one because that's the year twenty twenty one. Right. You can get fifteen percent off. And so, I just want to tell people before we forget. Yeah, that you should call. definitely do that. Um, Devin, what yes. you've done here, like I don't know how long it took you to put this all together and just to, like to think about what comes first because that's what immediately struck me was just the profound wisdom. <clears throat> Stage one, you have... So uh, I don't know if this... Does this come with... Yes. This yeah. thing yeah. come with the book? Okay, so you've yeah. got this handout that kind of li lays out the 33 days of this consecration to St. Joseph. Um, and so day by day, there's like a different thing that you're focusing on. The, the first stage is embracing silence. I am just, when I read that, I was like, yes, that is absolutely, you can't do that. If you're not doing that first, then you're wasting your time. Can you, exactly. like, how did you, how did you think about the order? I mean, it's like I, I, the irony of that we're talking about ordering your life, but how did you come up with the order that these things are in? Yeah, yeah. Well, you're right. Everything has to begin with silence because, um, as St. John of the Cross says, God's first language is silence. So if we want to know God, we've got to learn to speak his language, and his first language is silence. And so the key is I can't give what I don't have. So mm -hmm. to give God, I've got to have God. And the only way that I can actually have God is by entering the silence and waiting on him. Allow him to actually fill me and to give himself to me so that I can give himself, give him to others. And how really how it occurred to me was when I had my conversion or I guess I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ at 24 years of age, I was totally hyped up. I was out there. I was speaking. I was involved in ministry. But there was still a lot of pride. And there was still a lot of me. And it wasn't until we had kind of a tragic experience with our third daughter. She was born at 28 weeks premature. She ended up uh, in the neonatal intensive care unit for a month. She came home. Uh, we had our Anna Marie, but within five days, she contracted RSV, which attacks premature infants' lungs. So we took her back to the hospital. But because of nurse neglect and about 10, 11 hours of apnea, she suffered a hypoxic event where not enough oxygen was transmitted to her brain. And so they medevaced her out to a children's hospital a couple hours away. And by the time she arrived there, she had three clinical death experiences and permanent brain injury. And still to this day, I mean, she's 20 years old and her wheelchair is her cross. She is trapped inside 
of her brain quite a bit. But it was in all of that, and I was at that time, I was trying to start my own business. I was um, in ministry, if you will, and my wife said, I just need you to come home. Just need you to come home, father, and be a husband. Wow. Okay, let's pick that yeah, up on that the other side of the brain. Goes. Tough, tough time to have to take a break, but um, we'll be right back. <laughs> You're listening to The Catholic Man Show. That I'm in hand, David Niles. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. <laughs> Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. Talking about St. Joseph, one of the favorite topics of the Catholic Man Show, the year of St. Joseph. It was epic that Pope Francis, like, just out of the blue, caught us off guard, but named it the year of St. Joseph in December. Uh, we were so happy about that. We're talking with Mr. Devin Schott. Um, we're talking Shod. Shot. Is it Shod or Shot? Shod. Shod. <laughs> No, so T yeah. is silent. Is that German? No problem. Yeah. Is it German? Yeah. Okay, I apologize, yeah. Devin. It sounds. I actually. You're German. I wanted to make sure I actually got it right, and one of the. Because uh, our last episode, he kept calling this poor nun by the wrong name. By the wrong and, name, and I actually looked it up, and there was another interview that you did, and somebody who kept. Uh, I don't want to. Uh, somebody was kind of saying <laughs> shot with the T. Yeah. They want you to right. name the names. Yeah, I'm not gonna name any names. Okay. <laughs> So before the break, uh, you were talking about the, the, the kind of the birth of of, of this program and uh, with and your, your, your story with, your, with your daughter Anna Marie and yes okay so how did well, that so basically in the process my wife said I need you to come home and be a husband and father and it was out of that struggle what what does it really mean to be a father you know I saw a lot of dads out there who seemed to do a lot of different things. And most of them didn't really care about leading their family to the Lord, you know? And um, so I just I just needed to capture that vision. But the bottom line here is, is it was at that time I decided I need to really pray about this. I really need to give my life to the Lord more fully. And by entering the silence, and this was a key for me, I discovered that really, if you look at Jesus Christ, if you look at the Heavenly Father, most of what they do is in secret. You know, I mean, even mm. Christ, when he did his miracles, he's like, tell no one. There was only like one occasion where he told someone to tell the other people. It was actually in a Gentile land, in a Gentile area. But Jesus says we're to call as fathers, just as Christians in general, to be like our Heavenly Father who is in secret. Our Father is in secret. And when we live like the Father in secret, our Heavenly Father will repay us because, as Jesus says, what is hidden will be revealed. And so this was a key concept for me was I looked at St. Joseph, and not one word of his is recorded in the Scripture. And not a lot of what he did is recorded in the Scripture. But he carried out everything, what I call the dark night of fatherhood. You know, he saved Jesus by fleeing by night. You know, he actually, when he it said he was to separate himself from Mary, the Greek word says he said he was going to separate himself or put her away privately. That Greek word is lathra, secret. So St. Joseph's way of life is very secret, very hidden. And we've got a world full of loud and proud. And look at me and let me tell you all about me. But I think the key here is for the spiritual father, once he embraces the dark night of secrecy, God can do anything with that man. God can blow up his world and make him known on his own. And I think this is the key with us is a lot of times we want to glorify ourselves. But the supernatural law is glorify God and God cannot help but to glorify you. You know, make your life focus to glorify God and he can't help but to glorify you. 
Yeah, hmm. that is beautiful. I also think that there's a, another another added benefit to this whole stage of silence, just because the world, our world today, is so noisy. And I th- that's that's like the main way that I think Satan is attacking. You know, especially people who are trying to follow the Lord. Just there's the Facebook and everything on your phone, and there's the radio and music. It's like how many how many minutes out of any average day do you actually ha- have silence? Where you yeah. don't, where you don't, there's nothing happening. Uh, it's, yeah. it's uh, like, I just tell you in my own life, it's hard. If there's like nothing happening, I feel like, oh, I'm not being as productive as I should be. You know, exactly. uh, but that's such a lie. Um, because as you mentioned, you know, the language of Christ, the language of God is silence. You know, it's the still, you know, the, the voice of God is found in the still small voice. Um, and so if you're not in tune with that, then you're going to miss everything else, right? You know, oh, yeah. you have you have to start there. And so I'm just so so glad that um like all right, so you, out of these thir- first out of these 33 days, the first 7 are about embracing silence. You've got things like the morning offering, praying the litany of St. Joseph, examination of conscience, uh praying for every member of your family, daily morning prayer, 15 minutes, 5 minutes of which is silence, the daily rosary and then evening prayer. 50, for 15 minutes, five minutes of which is silence. It's like, uh, these, I mean, these are pretty standard things that I think you, people should be doing anyway. You, you know, so it's right. like, this is really, you're giving people a lifestyle, I think. You're offering it to them. You know, it's a consecration, but I think what you're really doing, I think you know this, is you're offering more, <laughs> yeah. more than just yeah. a 33-day program. Yeah, at the end of day 33, you should have a blueprint for the rest of your life. So during each stage, so the idea, the the main idea here is this, personal transformation must always lead to relational transformation if it's true. So a lot of times we get focused on our own spirituality, on our own works, on our own hidden sacrifices, what we're doing for the Lord. But unless it leads to relational transformation, my marriage, my, my relationship with my children, my coworkers, the way I'm a, a domestic priest in my family, you name it, then it isn't real. And so the focus here with Kustos is developing this spiritual blueprint, this pattern for holiness that you can carry on for the rest of your life. So at each stage, you select one to two practices that you really need to work on that are going to build that spiritual blueprint, that pattern for holiness, that order, spiritual order for the rest of your life. And then each time you do Kustos for the rest of your life, you can keep adding more and more practices, which I've done over the years. it It really struck me. It was like very early on, after I surrendered my life to Jesus Christ, I went to Ash Wednesday Mass, and the priest said, this year I don't want you to give up chocolate. I don't want you to give up all the silly things you give up. I want you to just take one devotion that you're going to carry on for the rest of your life and use these 40 days as a way to practice for that. Yeah. And so that's what Kustos does. Kustos is a spiritual boot camp with St. Joseph for 33 days that gets you exercising that gets you going with St. Joseph so that you can apply this to the rest of your life and actually be the man, the father, the husband, the spiritual leader that God has called and destined you to be. I'll tell you one thing that my wife and I had a a discussion on, and we'll call it a debate, but it was some discussion. Stage three is embrace your wife. And one of the things is weekly slash bi-weekly date with your wife. And we were... We were unsure is does bi-weekly mean twice a week or does that mean every other week? Every other week. <laughs> Hard, yeah, like, every week. I'm not sure. Every other week. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that's that saved my marriage. Um, I mean, Dude, that is wow. one of the practices that has really saved my marriage. To look across the table uh, once a week with no kids, no one else, different setting, and you know whether you're not getting along or you are getting along, and see the woman you married, you know the woman you fell in love with, and to give her the attention and, and the gaze of love that she deserves. Right. Um, it's 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 been awesome. Twenty five years now, you know, and it's it's, it's literally yeah. saved my marriage. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, and that's what I love about uh, you know. This whole practice is we've we've talked about being the protector, the provider, the establisher, and these these concepts, these, this vocabulary that people are all aware of. But then they're like, okay, how do I pragmatically do this, right? How do yes. I, you know? How do I actually live this uh, in my? Yeah, what do I do life? today? Yeah, how do I how do I change my family today? And this is kind exactly. of, I mean, this is this is why I I. I thoroughly enjoy this it, it, it puts the order in there it puts the focus on on the family puts focus on the vocation uh when you were doing this and you and you you probably ran a test run i'm assuming like when you when you first started this yeah. you ran a test yeah. run with a couple of guys what was the feedback there yeah so we vetted it with about 20 guys across the nation um it's first started out with my son-in-law of all people wanting to run it by a couple of his guys and so it was like four of us and then I was explaining, I was doing this with my son-in-law to a couple other guys, and pretty soon they were inviting other guys, and pretty soon it just, it just kind of blew up on us. But the feedback was incredible. Um, I didn't actually expect it. I wrote this back in like, I don't know, several years ago, maybe five years ago, the core of it. Um, but then the practices, I start, I, I, you know, I've been doing these for like the last two decades, but then I thought, you know, maybe I need to incorporate this into this consecration. Well, the feedback that we got was phenomenal. We knew, we knew there was something here. We knew there was gold here. Um, but the key feedback that we continually receive is this is transformative because it gives me something to do for the rest of my life as a way of achieving sanctity. You know, well, at least God doing it in us because right. we, we got – that's that's something very important caveat here is we cannot transform anyone you know only christ can transform water into wine right we cannot transform we cannot make grace only god can do that but we have things available like kustos or whatever that help god to transform us to make us available for that transformation so one thing that i have really noticed you know just to like compare compare this to uh, the other consecration, Saint Joseph, by Father Donald Calloway. Calloway. I always think it's like it's the golf ball brand. Oh. Calloway. Calloway. Yes. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> he's got a great book. He's been on our show. Big fans of Father Calloway and his consecration, yeah. Saint Joseph. We love consecration, Saint Joseph. In his yeah. book, he's really introducing you, like intellectually, to the person of of Saint Joseph. But, yeah. but I, what you're doing here is teaching you, teaching people to live like Saint Joseph, which yes. is also so important. You know, so honestly, I think that these, the, the two of your books, uh, go so well together. You know, like because you need it's not good enough to just do one or the other. Like, uh, you know, oh, I could say I don't need to be baptized because I live a, a virtuous life. You know, it's not right. not that an right. unbaptized person, an unbaptized person, can live a virtuous life. But you need to be baptized, okay? It's like you need both of these things, like the interior and need, the exterior. You need natural and supernatural. Right, virtue. and so I just, yeah. I just think that this is so, so, so important. Uh, I, and I'm just really looking at myself, I think, when I say that because I've already done this other consecration, and now it's like, boom, I'm going to do this yeah. again. And I want, I want you to respond to that on the other side of the break because— Yeah, yeah we just— man. 
radio uh, gives us some little uh, issues there. But so yeah, when we get back, uh, what I want, what I like you to answer is, I've already, I've already done the the consecration of Saint Joseph by Father Calloway. Why do I need to do this? Like, why, yeah. why is it important? Or should I even consider it? Yeah. So when we get back, we're, we're here talking with uh, Devin Shad. 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 I should... <laughs> I'm sorry, Devin. I'm sorry. We'll be right back. <laughs> Do you feel like God is calling you to go on a pilgrimage? Well, for the last 34 years, Select International Tours has been leading pilgrimages to holy sites all over the world. And you want when you go on pilgrimages, Dave, you want to make sure you have the great the best hotels, you're touring with the best guides, and every detail has been addressed. And that's exactly what you're getting with Select International Tours. So, for more information, go to their brand new website, selectinternationaltours.com. They have been a sponsor of the Catholic Man Show for a long time now. Even during the COVID pandemic, they were still sponsoring our show. A lot of other tour companies were really shutting down. These guys were consistent. So go to selectinternationaltours.com to find out more information about all the great pilgrimages they offer all over the world. Welcome back to the Catholic Man Show. I'm David Niles here with Adam Minahan. We're talking to Devin Shad about his book, Custos, Total Consecration Through St. Joseph. Once again, if you're not familiar with Total Consecrations, you are consecrating yourself to Jesus Christ through St. Joseph, just like you consecrate yourself to Jesus Christ through Our Lady uh, in other consecrations. But anyway, uh, Devin, um, right before the break... We were asking you, like, what if someone says, hey, I've already done, I've already consecrated myself to St. Joseph. I don't need to do that. Like, what would you say to that person? Hey, if that's where you're at, then fine. Um, but the, there's a big caveat there. Um, Kustos is strictly biblical reflections on St. Joseph. I've, I hear so often people say there's not that much about St. Joseph in the scriptures. Well, on the surface, it looks like that. But what Kustos does, it takes you biblically, chronologically through the life of St. Joseph so that you follow his footsteps. And so it's based on divine revelation. And so each day has a meditation that links you in to the psychology of St. Joseph, who he is, what he went through, what's going on in his life at that time, and how that applies to us. So that's the first thing. The second thing is each stage, like we've been talking about, is coupled with spiritual practices. So you're not only understanding, in a sense, getting in the psychology of who St. Joseph is and seeing life through his lens, but you're also applying that to yourself so that you can begin to live it, so you can become like him, so you can become a great saint, a great father and a great husband, a great spiritual leader. But not only that, and this is really important, there's a lot of consecrations, as you said, to the Blessed Mother or to Jesus through the Blessed Mother. And there's a, there's consecrations to Jesus through St. Joseph. But what Kustos is, is different because Kustos lives the imitatio Christi. We try to imitate our lives after Christ by doing what he did. And Christ wasn't consecrated in the temple by the Blessed Mother. He wasn't consecrated in the temple by only St. Joseph. No, these parents in the order of grace, Mary and Joseph, consecrated Jesus to God to set him aside to make him sacred for his holy mission under the Lord. So kustos, that's what it's all about. We're going through St. Joseph to Mary and Joseph, and we're allowing them as parents in the order of grace to consecrate us through Jesus, with Jesus, in Jesus, as they did in the temple for him, 
to consecrate us so we can be set aside and made sacred unto the Lord for our sacred mission. And so that's why we've got our little Custos scapular. It's got a Marian, Marian emblem on the front and a Joseph emblem on the back. Exactly. And so the idea is, is through their union of wills, Jesus was conceived in their marriage, and it is through their marriage, their holy union of wills, that they consecrated Jesus back to God the Father. And that's us. If we are brothers in Christ, we are being conceived ever anew, ever more fully by the Holy Spirit through these holy parents. But also, they're consecrating us and making us sacred unto the Lord. And I can tell you, since I've been doing this, massive graces have been unlocked in my life. But this is the psychology of the church. You look, you've got Mary altar, Joseph altar, in the, Jesus, in the middle is the tabernacle, the Eucharist, Jesus in the whole, most holy blessed sacrament. That's the idea here. We come to the Eucharistic altar, we receive Jesus in us, and in a sense, through these parents, we're consecrated back to God the Father. This is just making it really practical, really applicable, so you actually live it. I'm so glad you said that. Uh, one thing, it's like not a pet peeve of mine, but it just kind of like bothers me a little bit sometimes when there's a lot of great Catholic things out there, but often I think we fail to link them to Jesus. Like, oh, yeah. as a reminder, like this is important because it's going to help you love, know, and serve Jesus better. Absolutely. Okay? And Absolutely. If, it, if it doesn't do that, then it's a waste of time. Quite honestly, it doesn't matter what it is, you know, yeah. uh, pick it. Um, and so like, yes, we are, we want to do this. We want to do these kinds of consecrations, whether to Our Lady or to St. Joseph, because we want to serve Christ like St. Joseph served Christ, you know, exactly. who had a very unique opportunity to serve him as an infant, to teach him, to love him in a, in a very special way. And so like, we want to ask St. Joseph through this consecration to teach us to do that because he's the one who knows and who did it. Yeah. I mean, like just one example there is that, uh, Joseph was a just man, um, and that's the highest honor of a Jewish man, you know, to be righteous before the Lord, to follow the mitzvot, the 613 Mosaic laws, right? Well, the eve preceding every Sabbath, the Jewish father would summon his children and bless them. Joseph must have done this for Jesus a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of times. He summoned Jesus to himself and blessed him the night preceding the Sabbath. And so if it's good enough for the Son of God to be blessed by a human father, how much more do our children need to be blessed every day, every day by us human fathers? And that's the power that God the Father has given us. He's given us the power to bless our children with favor, with grace, to link them to God the Father. And this is a key. Joseph was an icon in a sense of God the Father. He was a living, breathing image in a sense, micro image of God the Father, if you would say it like that, sign. And that's what we're called to be. We're called to be the face of the Father that our children cannot see, the voice of the Father that our children cannot hear, the touch of the Father that our children cannot feel. And so it's so important that we get this. And same with our wives. We're called to be that image of God the Father's love because there's a lot of wounded women out here uh, who – they don't believe that God the Father loves them because they grew up in a home where their father didn't love them or didn't pay attention to them or neglected them. And they look for affirmation in all sorts of disordered ways. And we're called to step in and not lust after them, not objectify them, but set the pace of self-giving love and show them not only the Christ the bridegroom's love, but God the Father's love. And that's what St. Joseph did. I mean, most chaste spouse, you know? Very beautiful. Yeah, and you want to talk about I mean, he's the most chaste spouse, but he's also probably like one of the best spouses. You know, yeah. I, I doubt yeah, that Mary had many days where she didn't feel loved. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. I don't think that's probably happening very much. 
yeah. And it wasn't because yeah. Jesus was there. I mean, that too. But like St. Joseph, you know that he would have been uh, a very affectionate, you know, hu- like husband for her. That she would have yeah. known that he cared for her, you know, in, in the way that he yeah. obviously was, you know, he was chaste. But you know what I mean? I mean. Yeah, absolutely. I love what you said earlier about like we get hung up on like devotions or things that and then we don't it doesn't lead us to Jesus. Right. Uh Well, the whole idea behind uh, marriage or or beauty or any devotion, the body, the human body, as John Paul II in the theology of body, all of it is a sign that's meant to lead us to an ultimate reality. Right. So for Mary and Joseph, Joseph was like a sign of God's love for Mary. Mary was a sign of God's love for Joseph, and that's how they saw mm. each other, in that perfection, in a sense, in that perfected sign, so they didn't get hung up on the sign. That would be idolatry, right? right. The sign is meant to point to the ultimate reality, and Joseph and Mary were experts at that. And, and in fact, to have the Son of God in flesh, incarnate, to see this God-man linking to the heavenly reality that's incarnational theology, right? So they lived it. So yeah, Joseph had to be the best father and best husband in the world. I mean, in order to guard these precious treasures, you know, the glory of the domestic church. Like, yeah, that, oh yeah, I, mean, I, I, I like that one. I obviously like the Terror of Demons title. That, that sure, yeah. I mean, of course, everybody, everybody likes that one. Yeah, but like the glory of the domestic church is just so yeah. profound. If you sit and meditate on that, even in adoration, just for a little bit, like the 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 sense of uh, the relationship of uh, Saint Joseph to Mary and how he is the the, the father of uh, of Jesus of the God Man. Uh, yeah, and and he's. He's titled "Glory of the Domestic Church." Right, like send chills down your spine, man. I mean, it just makes you like. At least it does for me. I don't know. It gets me. It gets me excited. It's awesome. It's awesome. But why? Because what is the domestic church? It's the domestic church is not a domestic church unless there's a priest. And of course, Jesus is a priest. But before he was like priest, really, every Jewish father was called to be the priest of his family. Was a priest do? A priest offers sacrifice. Every father, every human father is called to be the priest of his domestic church by offering the sacrifice of himself, his time, his love, his effort, his work, and, and, and all that. And in that, that's where the glory comes from. Glory comes from self-giving love. That's what the Trinity is. God is power. God is creativity. God is design. All of these things, beauty. But God is self-giving love. And self-giving love in heaven is painless. But on earth... Because it's in a sinful context, look at the cross. It's the most painful thing you could ever do to give yourself away because you will be rejected, misunderstood, maligned, all that. And that's what the earthly father is called to do in the image of St. Joseph. That's the true glory, self-giving love. Devin, do you ever worry that like, maybe you had a dream where an angel came and told you to do something and then you forgot it as soon as you woke up? <laughs> uh, that hadn't this is never it, happened. Is it just me? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well played. Yeah. 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 I had the craziest dream last night. I just can't remember <laughs> what it was. Like. Aren't you glad that didn't happen to St. Joseph? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Boy, we'd be in big trouble. Yeah. yeah. So, but, I mean, what? that takes great faith. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. No, no, no. Go ahead. I know. I know. I've had some crazy dreams before, but I never thought like I should do that. You know, <laughs> right? I mean, yeah. I don't think I had any dreams that serious though. Yeah. 
but again, okay, so so let's just before we get off here, you know, let, let's make sure we run it down again. Make sure we understand what what the cycle is. So we got we got seven steps. You choose a couple of them each each time. It's thirty three days, uh, and you just build on it and build on it and build on it. And I'm assuming as you continue building, you, you know, it's a, a habit of virtue. You continue to grow and you, you receive more grace, and so you can probably take on a little bit more and more. But what would you advise? them taking yeah. more than two at a time or, or what, what, would, what would be your well, it advice just, it just it just depends where you're at in your spiritual walk Custos is designed for the beginner and it's also designed for the guy who's advanced like i mean you think like i know you're reading some of the practices for stage one you know embrace silence like that 15 minutes in the morning with five minutes of silence 15 minutes at night five minutes yeah. of silence. Mm -hmm. it's harder than you think it is yes yeah, absolutely it's okay can you spend a couple more minutes on this other side? Uh, do you have a few more minutes? Five more minutes? <laughs> a after cool? the break, is that okay? Okay. Yeah, so absolutely. This, we're done with the radio, so if you uh, catch this, go check it out. Go to thecatholicmanshow.com. you get the full interview. We're on the Lord's team. The winning side. So raise your glass. <laughs> and cheers to Jesus. Cheers. So, Devin, what did you end up drinking? I ended up drinking the Glenlivet. Good stuff. Show so Adam. He wasn't. He wasn't there. He Is was it the rum one. No, no that's, no, that's no, a regular. No, no, that's a regular yeah. twelve. Scotch whiskey. Yeah, it's yeah, twelve. Yeah. Well, there's a this, there's a Glen Levitt. Uh, in fact, we have it right over there. Actually, now that I think about it, uh, there's this a Glen, single Glen Levitt with the rum cast. Single malt. Single malt Scotch whiskey. Yep. Yep. Show really him good the, stuff. Show him the uh, the chartreuse. Dude, we need to get oh, some yeah. of that. Hold it closer to yourself. So, that so it stays in there. Focus. Oh, yeah. there you go, dude. Yeah, yeah, I've had that before. You have? Yeah, it's really good. This stuff is a. This stuff it's is really amazing. good. Yeah, it's we need to have it on the show. Amazing. We should have it on the show. Yeah, you're right. It is it's really, made, really good. It's made, made by the Carthusian monks, Carthusian dude. Carthusian monks. Like, yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. It's super good. Can't beat that. No. <laughs> Devin, I have a question for you. Oh, okay. Our, our producer Juan has a question for you. Yeah. So I have not read the book, and I'm curious if you go with the. Younger Joseph, the older Joseph, what's your thoughts on on that tradition? Yeah, I just love I just love the fact that Joseph in stained glass windows looks like he's like 150 years old and he doesn't have any testosterone. So that's the image we're going <laughs> now. All right. So so obviously uh, Joseph is young. Joseph is young. He's virile. He's not uh, a guy who you know is into flower arrangements. He had to be young and virile, and that's what makes him so amazing. Is that to be young and virile, and to be able to conquer lust, to be young and virile, and have this most beautiful woman that you don't lust after, and you overcome lust, and you live a chaste life. That's the Saint Joseph we're talking about—a guy who can work, a guy who can yeah. flee to Egypt if he has to, a guy who can make a living in a foreign country where he doesn't even know the language. He fights and scraps and claws for his family's survival. That's my kind of guy. Yeah, yep. yeah. I mean, and like Mary, she wouldn't have. Only, I mean, I'm sure she was just like gorgeously beautiful, but she just also I think would have been so attractive. You know, like everything about her. <laughs> Just like yeah. the, the way she walked, the, the things she said to you, like the way she looked at, I mean, like everything about her had to just be like almost intoxicating, you know? Yeah, like, I mean, she's full of grace. She's full of grace. So if we really believe the truth about the, uh, the body expressing the interior person, like JP2 says in Theology Body, Mary's body literally just 
it just reflected her inner beauty, her yeah. inner glory. And, and so she was enthralling. There's no doubt. And this is why Joseph, you know, he knew that Mary didn't commit adultery. Because he knew her beauty, he knew her purity, right. he knew mm-hmm. holiness. He, that's why he loved her. And so, and there's, I go through that in Custos a little bit, tap into it, why there's no way that Joseph believed that she committed adultery and that they did actually have a virginal vow. And you can prove that from scripture. Um, and it's in there. So, yeah, he's the real deal. He's a guy that we can follow, he's a real man. Okay, mm-hmm. so, so just to pick up before we, before I let you go, so, Obviously, go check this out if you're looking. If you're a man looking for a little bit of order, looking for if you're kind of almost like a Jordan Peterson esque, like trying to understand like how to order your life, and also a Catholic wanting to you know dive deeper into uh, the devotion of Saint Joseph, especially on in the year of Saint Joseph. Go check it out. Uh, you can you can use TCMS twenty one for fifteen percent off, but it's thirty three days. It's a uh, consecration. Yeah, there's seven steps throughout. There's State, a, yeah, like stages, stages kind sorry, of. Yeah. Well, you said steps, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven stages. Uh, you 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 take on a couple different practices for each st- uh, stage. Uh, and yep. da- Dave and I have not done it yet. We're we're planning on doing it. My son actually. By the way, you also get the uh, the scapular, which my son is wearing currently. And yeah, I I, 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 I di- meant to say that he's got it uh, on right now. Yeah, my my son actually. Uh, Luke has it on right now, and I dig it. Dig it. You give the opportunity to put the uh, metals in there. It's quality scapula. Yeah, it's it not feels going to break. Feels good. I felt good about giving it to my son, knowing that it wasn't going to break. Yeah. It's higher. It's quality. also, you know what I like? It's not so huge. Like like the one I have on the one I have <laughs> like, on right now. The string is like so long, and like when it slips down, it's actually it's like, like a, it's like way down at my yeah. belly button. You know, and I'm like having to like wrangle this thing to. Okay, but, but yeah. okay, so so the Catholic problems. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, like that is Catholic. That is Catholic problems. <laughs> so yeah. if you're looking for order, if you're looking for a way to to develop a deeper devotion to Saint Joseph, this is a a great way to start yeah. uh, doing this. And also, uh, if you want to do it together in a group, uh, we are planning on doing this with our Patreon members. So go to Patreon.com/slash/TheCatholicManShows and join us. And uh, we, yeah. we'll be doing this all together. So one more time, uh, Devin, just real quick, give us the, here is what the 33 days look like. Okay, so the 33 days basically are taking you on a tour de force. Uh, it's a it's a spiritual boot camp with St. Joseph where he leads you through his seven principles, embracing silence, embracing hidden sacrifice, embracing your wife, embracing your child, you know, building your domestic church, living the liturgical life, and working for God. And so basically, at each stage, you pick one to two practices as you're learning about St. Joseph, and those practices compile. So by the end of the 33 days, you are living 7 to 14 to whatever, 21 to 33 practices for the rest of your life. And this really is life-changing. If you want to, I think— we're all looking, this is, this is the key. I think we're all looking for real masculinity. We're all looking for authentic male leadership. This is a path toward that. Man, Devin, I have had a blast talking to you today. I knew I was going to. We're going to we be talking about St. Joseph. It's already going to be a yeah. win uh, when, you have that, when you have that foundation. Uh, but you've been a, a pleasure to talk to. I really hope that our paths cross uh, very soon again. 
Uh, yeah, I would love for all of our listeners to go check out your website. It's, it's fathersofstjoseph.org. That's stjoseph.org, fathersofstjoseph.org. If you use TCMS21, you get 15% off. Uh, Devin, if there's anything that we can do outside of this to help you promote you, what you guys got going on, uh, we would love to do it. Keep us in mind. All right. Hey, it's been a pleasure to be with you guys. You guys are great. Seriously, a lot of fun. Hey, Devin, do you uh, are you doing speaking? Do you, do you do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do speaking. I've been doing it for years now. Yeah, more now virtually, which is kind of great because with my family and stuff, it's yeah. But I do. Okay. Yeah. Cool. May look yeah. into getting you out yeah. here in Tulsa. We, have a, yeah. we uh, are trying to get our speaker series started back up. We do a yeah. monthly speaker series here in Tulsa where we fly people in and cool. Give yeah, yeah I'd love to. it'd be great to meet you guys in person. Totally. Yeah, it'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. yeah. Devin, thanks so much. Okay, fathersofstjoseph.org. Uh, give uh, our best to your wife and family for letting us take a little bit of your time yeah, this evening. Yeah, on a Sunday. Yeah. We do appreciate it. Yes, we're very yeah. grateful. Divine Mercy Sunday. Divine we, Mercy Sunday. We didn't even yeah. mention that. We, yeah. to, we will. It's awesome. Awesome. Yeah, dude, Divine Mercy is the yeah. best. It's my favorite, really. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, the, the indulgence is huge. I mean, you can't yeah. beat it. I know. Yeah. Thanks again, Devin. Appreciate it, bud. Yeah. Thanks, guys. God bless you. Yep.